0: Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollar. The Daily Dollar podcast is proudly brought to you by The Capital Chemist, Australia's premium community pharmacy where loyalty matters. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm chatting about how to eat well when you're busy. Join me for this four-part series of my live presentation on healthy eating for busy people. This is part two. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I hope you're having an amazing day. I'm really excited to have you join me on the podcast today. I presented on healthy eating when you're busy to a fab group of people online and I thought to myself, you know what, I reckon you guys would enjoy this as well. So tune in for this four-part series um, and I hope you enjoy it. So one of the, the most practical ways that we can actually put this into practice is to think about, all right, so I know I need to eat minimally processed foods and to build my diet out of that first. But what does that mean that I actually put on my plate and how much should I be putting on my plate? And so the plate model is one of the best ways in creating a balanced meal. And so the idea is that you use your dinner plate, something that you eat off frequently, as the way of helping you build a balanced meal. And so a balanced meal consists of about four key components you want about fifty percent of that meal being made up of non-starchy vegetables. And when I say non-starchy, I just mean the vegetables that are lower in carbohydrate. So your your carbohydrate-rich veggies, potato, corn, sweet potato, they're going to go on a different part of the plate. But all the other vegetables, carrot, cucumber, tomato, lettuce, baby spinach, zucchini, um, beans. Brussels sprouts, they're all going to go on that non-starchy part of the plate. And the idea is, is that when you fill up 50% of the plate with these non-starchy vegetables, is that not only do you maximize your intake of vitamins and minerals to help your body get everything that it needs, it's also going to get plenty of fiber for good gut health, but your meal is going to be very large and voluminous, nice and filling. So it, you end up feeling full in your stomach, but you actually haven't overconsumed energy because vegetables are actually quite low in energy comparative to other foods. So then on the other part of the plate, the other half, because 50% of it is vegetables, you're then going to start to put some more energy-rich foods from some different food groups. And so on one quarter of the plate is where you want to put a source of carbohydrate and this is generally going to be a starchy vegetable, so potato, sweet potato, sweet corn. It's going to be potentially a grain-based food, so maybe some rice, some pasta, a bread roll, um, some corn chips, some oats, barley, quinoa, etc. Or it could be a legume. So beans, lentils, chickpeas, etc. cetera. And so we're looking at about a quarter of our plate being a carbohydrate rich food. Ideally, when we're choosing a carbohydrate rich food, that's a whole food. That's the way we're going to again, maximize our nutrition, And then keeping it to about a quarter of our plate means that we're having an appropriate portion size. So certainly from the perspective of carbohydrate-rich foods, it's very common to want to be able to cut these things out. But if you are a busy person and you're running from one thing to the next and you're looking to boost your cognitive performance completely cutting out carbohydrate-rich foods will probably backfire for you, but certainly including them in a really balanced way as recommended here by this plate is going to really help you do that. Now, the next quarter of your plate is going to be a protein-rich food. So that's something from one of the animal food groups. If you do choose to eat animal products, so meat, poultry, seafood, eggs, or dairy – Or it could be one of the myriad of plant-based foods that you have available um, from a protein perspective. So that could be your legume group, beans, uh, chickpeas, soybeans, or your other soy-based products. So tofu, tempeh, et cetera. And, um, And then lastly, we want to put a small amount of a fat source on the plate. It might be some nuts and seeds, some extra virgin olive oil, maybe some avocado. And using this model to build a meal basically essentially is the key principle and then you can apply that principle to nearly every single meal, whether it's a barbecue at a social function, whether it's a takeaway and you're choosing a meal off the menu, just have a think about how you can adapt your meal, your takeaway, your restaurant meal, where whatever it is, to be as much high in vegetables as you can, moderated with portion controls of the other foods on the other side of the plate. Lastly, I just want to take you through our little snack plate model, which is very similar to the plate model, but it's just obviously what you would eat if you were building yourself a healthy snack. And I like to think about snacking as having really two key purposes for us. They want to fill us up and get us through in between meals. And they're often an opportunity to give us, just give ourselves a little bit more fuel. So if you're feeling hungry between meals and if your meals are four, five, six hours apart, then then planning to have a snack is a pretty good idea. Sometimes letting yourself go too long in between meals and letting yourself get really hungry can be the catalyst for then making a poorer food choice at your next meal. So planning and, and having snacks available to you, particularly if you are busy, will really, really help you. And so just spending some time at the beginning of the week, it's like spending an investment of time, thinking about what your, plan, uh, your snacks are, Um, and planning them in advance can then pay dividends throughout the week when they're all ready to go and you can just grab and go. But your ideal snack is going to have at least two of the three nutrients that help you feel full. And these nutrients are fibre, fat and protein. They all have a satiating effect on the stomach, meaning that they help you feel full and satisfied. And so two out of three if not all three in one snack is a really good idea and so it could be a combination of protein rich yogurt combined with fiber rich strawberries topped with fat rich hazelnuts right and so what a lovely combination that's going to be a nice filling snack and if you have all of that ready to go it's quite easy but the thing you're going to discover as I get stuck into the more practical um aspect of this session in terms of tips for when you are busy, you'll see that a a lot of the strategies involve forethought. Because really, unless you've got somebody doing all of your food for you, at some point or another, you're going to have to think about what to eat. And if during the course of your week, you are really busy and you don't have time to think about what you're going to eat, you need to find another time to think about it. And so that planning in advance and thinking about what you're going to eat ahead of time has to occur at some point, whether it's on the day or on the weekend, etc. So I want to take you through this idea of planning and and just, I guess, break some mindsets though and some stigmas around meal planning that sort of pop up from you know, social media and, and things like that, and this idea of you know following a meal plan. But certainly, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And this whole idea of if I've thought about what's going to happen in advance of what I might like to eat, what might be a meal that would help satiate me, what would be easy if I'm driving in my car or off to a work meeting, making those decisions and the plan ahead of time can make a huge difference to then when you're actually executing throughout the day and running from meeting to meeting or you know event to event is that you then have everything good to go and you don't have to think about it at the time. So for most people who are time poor and very busy, healthy eating for them is a result of organisation and so there's a number of different ways that food organisation can look for the individual. And so the key takeaway I want you to remember out of this is to not be a slave to the meal plan. The meal plan is there to serve you, not the other way around. So it's not about I'm going to set this meal plan that I then have to perfectly stick to. It's just can I plan a few things in advance so that I've got the general gist of what's going to happen throughout the week but then can I remain flexible and adapt if the plan has to change um, and let the, the, the plan serve me rather than the other way around? So certainly writing a weekly meal plan, however that may look for you, can be a really helpful strategy. Now the meal plan could simply be every night, before you toddle off to bed, you just spend 10 minutes on your phone having to think about what you're gonna eat tomorrow. And it could be as simple as just popping into the kitchen, seeing what you've got and just writing down on a note on your phone or on a piece of paper that you pop on your fridge, this is what I'm gonna eat tomorrow. And you just plan one day in advance. But it just means tomorrow comes and you're not thinking, what am I gonna have for breakfast or what am I gonna have for dinner? You've already thought about it. Maybe you grab the meat out of the freezer so it can defrost ready for tomorrow night's dinner. Maybe you spend an extra five minutes quickly chopping up a salad for your lunch the next day, whatever it is. But certainly having that little bit of forethought will really help. So you can plan a day in advance. Maybe you'll find it more helpful to plan three or four days in advance. Write yourself a little shopping list, head to the shops, particularly if you like having food really, really fresh and buying it fresh or you can write a whole meal plan for a whole week, plan out all of your meals um, and buy and shop according to that. But then you can vary that. Maybe you can just plan your dinners for the week because you just find dinner really challenging um, and you're happy to wing breakfast and lunch because you do okay there. Maybe you need to spend time planning your work lunches because that's where you regularly fall down or find that you struggle. It doesn't really matter, but it's just thinking about how can thinking about what I'm going to eat in advance serve me and help me make healthy food choices throughout the week when I am got my mind on other things, um, not food. The next tip is to keep your meal plan really, really simple. One of the challenges that I see with meal plans is that people outsource their meal planning to other people they either sign up to an online program and download the meal plan. People even come to the healthy eating clinic and ask for a meal plan. We often tell them that if I write you a meal plan, you're not going to stick to it and then it'll make you feel stressed. We want to teach them how to, we want to teach our clients how to create their own meal plans rather than write one for them. Because often we put things on there that they don't know how to cook or they're not familiar with because it's fully impossible to know, the skills and the feelings and their thoughts about food, and um, really, the best person to be writing a meal plan for you is you, because nobody knows you like you do your food preferences, your skill in the kitchen, etc. So, um, but what what can happen is, is when you've outsourced your meal plan, or you've been too ambitious with it, or put too much variety on there, or maybe you got excited and you googled lots of new recipes, is that you made it too complicated new recipes take up a lot of mental energy because you have to really pay attention when you're cooking them and you're reading them constantly to make sure that you get it right. So meal plans when you're busy, and I certainly find the busier I am, the simpler my food becomes. And so I can still using that plate model, eat really healthy, but dinner is a basic side salad, some potato chopped up into chips and cooked on the barbecue and some lovely chicken in this delicious I've got this delicious purple garlic salt that I just pop on the chicken and pop it on the barbecue and that was dinner tonight lovely plate model chicken potato with the skin on cooked on the barbecue big side salad easy peasy um, met all my nutrition needs ticked all the boxes but is very simple it That for me feels like an easy meal for me to create. I don't have to follow a recipe. I don't have to think about it. I can help with the homework while I'm cooking it. That's how easy it is. So once you've thought about how you want to plan your meals, you've kept it really simple and within your skill level within the kitchen, things that feel familiar and easy to you, the next step is to then write yourself a shopping list. And so obviously your meal plan is completely useless if you don't actually have the food available in your home to eat. And so the shopping list is there to make sure that you're buying what you need. And that way you can stock, you know, your home kitchen. If you do have a kitchen at work, I do. I love it. I try and, um, I haven't lately actually, because we've been in lockdown, but I might have an ambition to just stock it with some handy things to help me just eat lunch while I'm um, at work. But certainly when you have the food available for your meal plan in your work or kitchen, home kitchen, then so much easier. And certainly if you're writing a shopping list, that not only obviously means you have the food that you need, but it also helps you um, stick to a budget because you're only buying what you need rather than impulse buying throughout the supermarket. Trying to change everything all at once is the quickest way to fail. The Healthy Eating Hub online program contains a suite of habit-building courses designed to teach you how to eat well long-term in a way that suits you best, one habit at a time. Check it out via the link in our show notes. A big thank you to the Capital Chemist and the Daily Dollop In crowd for their continued support of our show. We couldn't do this without them. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you love what you're hearing, please leave us a review.